Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today's readings are Jeremiah chapters 18 through 22. Debbie Engel is sitting in for me again today. Thanks, Debbie. Debbie's Rabbit Trails. Jeremiah 18. The potter's house is a pretty well-known part of this book. See Jeremiah 18, verses 3 through 6. It really speaks of Yahweh's sovereignty. He is the potter, period. Another thing that I recall while reading about the potter is that the father often uses drama and or tangible things to teach his people. Recall that Isaiah had to lay naked. Hosea was called to marry a prostitute and give his children prophetic names. Ezekiel was not allowed to mourn his wife. And here we see Jeremiah working in pottery. I say all of this to point out that Yahweh is a creative God. He speaks to his people in ways they can understand. He paints word pictures. If you're wondering if the Father can use your skills for his purposes, be encouraged. We aren't all scholars, but he has gifted each one according to the work he has for us to do. So tragic. In Jeremiah 18:15, Yahweh's people have forgotten him. They burn incense to a delusion and stumble in their ways. Jeremiah 19. Jeremiah is instructed to present a drama before Judah. He is to physically shatter a jar to help them see that they will be shattered. Now, notice in Jeremiah 19, verses 4 through 5, that Yahweh is very clear about his displeasure with Judah for her adultery with other gods. He also addresses something that had been going on that should bring us to our knees. Child sacrifice. Judah had been sacrificing her children to foreign gods. They literally threw their children into the fire. Yahweh states that he never commanded it, nor mentioned it, nor did it ever come to his mind. Jeremiah 19.5 In contrast, Yahweh redeemed the firstborn of Israel. Numbers 3.11-13 Children are a gift from Yahweh and should be treasured. Psalm 127.3 Is our culture guilty of sacrificing children today? May we each reflect deeply on this. Proverbs 24, 11-12 reads, Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, Behold, we did not know this. Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? It's definitely a deeper thing to think about today. Jeremiah 21. Let us look back and remember a bit about King Zedekiah. See 2 Kings 24, 17-20 and 2 Chronicles 36, 11-13. He was an evil king, but notice that he asked Jeremiah to inquire of Yahweh for help against Babylon. Hmm. Yahweh does not appreciate that at all. He even vows that he himself will fight against Zedekiah. Jeremiah 21.5 
Now, the message that Yahweh gives Jeremiah is for the people to submit to their punishment. Submit to being carried away by Babylon. Jeremiah 21.9. That is a hard pill to swallow. Jeremiah 22. The father has a few things to say about the kings of Judah. One pronouncement he makes has a direct impact on Messiah's birth. Check out Jeremiah 22, verses 28 through 30. The royal line was cursed. No man of the seed of Jeconia can ever prosper on the throne of David. This is a problem, as we know that Messiah will rule on the throne of David. Do you ever wonder why Jesus had to be born of a virgin? This is it. This is a wonderful rabbit trail to go down, and this is where it all begins. Should you travel it, you will find that there are two different genealogies in Matthew and Luke for Messiah. They are different, and they are each true. Here are some things to think about as you trail. Number one, Yahweh kept his promise to David while upholding the curse on the royal line. Number two, Messiah was born of both the seed of David through Mary and adopted into the royal line of David through Joseph. And get this, both are equally permanent. Number three, the word of Yahweh says that those of us who come to him are born again and legally adopted in the courts of heaven. John 3, 5 and Ephesians 1, 5. This concept of birth and adoption is woven throughout the scriptures. It was not invented by Paul in Romans, Romans 11, verses 11 through 24, although he did a great job of explaining it. For example, a mixed multitude went up from Egypt at the time of the Exodus. They were grafted into Israel at its very inception, Exodus 12, 38. So here's the bottom line. Yahweh is an amazing teacher who gives us concrete examples from his word to help us understand his plans. He even created the circumstances for his son, Yeshua, to be born of the seed and of adoption in order to show us that he can save both the seed of Israel and adopt the Gentiles of the nations. This one will say, I am the Lord's, and that one will call on the name of Jacob, and another will write on his hand, belonging to the Lord, and will name Israel's name with honor. That's Isaiah 44, 5 in the NASB translation. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians five twenty one. We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of his word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.